Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast with Carolina and Bianca, where you'll hear us discuss topics on motherhood and everything in between. Before we get started, we just wanted to let you guys know we're just two moms sharing what's worked for us on our journey in hopes that it'll help some of you on yours. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you might have in regards to any medical conditions. We were experiencing a few connectivity issues. So if the episode sounds a little bit choppy, it's because it is, and we had a little bit of trouble, but nonetheless, we were able to salvage the good content. Okay, hello everyone and welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast with Carolina and Bianca and Andrea. Hello. Yep. Hello. <laughs> We're here. We are here. We are here in full mom mode. Um, and today we're going to be talking about fertility and trying to conceive. So- I do want to start by telling everybody that fertility and trying to conceive can be a trigger. And if you feel that you are not in the right headspace or emotional space then maybe you want to skip this episode until you feel that you are and it is something that can be um trying to conceive can be very consuming we will discuss uh well at least I will discuss how it was a little bit consuming for me the first time around um but yeah I just wanted to kind of put that out there if you feel that this might be an episode that affects you we invite you to listen to yourself and yeah honor that yeah absolutely and we'll also be um dropping some uh, references in the podcast description for a podcast that we feel might be helpful I mean well podcasts and podcast episodes from certain podcasters that we feel might be beneficial to you if you feel like you're struggling with fertility um so yeah just a quick disclaimer on that for sure. But um, I will be doing a lot of listening in this episode <laughs> because, like I mentioned before, I um, I really tapped into a lot of what Bianca had to say on her personal Instagram page when I was getting ready to have a baby. So we are – I'm going to be just taking a back seat here. So All right, so, girl. Yeah. Trying to conceive, like I said, it can be super consuming and <laughs> – That's probably my number one piece of advice to people is try as hard as you can. And I rolled my eyes so hard when people would tell me this, but try as much as you can to trust, let go, let God, trust the universe, whatever it is that you feel inclined to put your trust in, just try to let go and trust the process because it is not necessarily an easy one and it can become stressful. Um, For starters, I wanted to talk a little bit about maybe prepping your body before you're even actively trying to conceive. Make sure you take folic acid before you are trying to get pregnant because it's super important for the baby's neural tube, et cetera, et cetera. So it's something that you kind of, I mean, I remember hearing about folic acid since I was a kid on like the commercials from March of Dimes and stuff. I don't know if you remember (laughs) No, I do not. <laughs> I did not know about folic acid until my OBGYN was like, hey, make sure that you're taking your folic acid well through, I think it was the 12th week. 
I I did not research that. I did not fact check it. But right. I, I, after a certain point, she told me, okay, you don't need to worry about taking the additional folic acid. So I've always known that I should check my prenatals, make sure that I'm taking folate instead of folic acid. Just kind of trusted the sources that were saying that and knew that folic acid was the synthetic form and that maybe my body couldn't process it, but I wasn't entirely sure. So it turns out, and this is according to Ritual, which is a vitamin company you may have seen. um, I've seen sponsored ads for on like Instagram, but basically there are one in three women that, okay, backtrack. Folic acid gets converted into folate in your body But there are some women who cannot do that conversion process because they have a MTHFR gene. I don't know if it's the lack thereof or they have the gene. I can't recall. But basically, they can't do the conversion process and they do not process folic acid. So I guess instead of finding out if one has that genetic mutation, you just, I mean, in in what I've heard, We just take folate. It's easier to absorb. We can all absorb it and just move on with our lives. You do want to be on a prenatal. I guess I should have started there. But you want to be on a prenatal um, if you know you're going to be actively trying to conceive. Personally, I think I started like three months before I started trying to conceive. I was the same. I did the same thing. Yeah. So some people will, will take prenatals. Some people take prenatals just because they feel that it's great for your hair your skin your nails I've heard that before when I was younger people were like I'm on prenatals but not because I'm pregnant no I know I've heard that too (laughs) and now I understand because my breastfeeding like I mean I'm not pregnant and my breastfeeding journey is over and I'm still taking my prenatals girl I have been on prenatals since 2015 (laughs) wow that's crazy I have not gotten off of prenatals in five years and there's like postnatals and all this stuff but like why like I just keep going (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just keep going. I just mean, keep taking yeah. the same ones. There is unsubscribe and save, you know. Every vitamin is different for every body. And Ritual was, I loved what they were doing too. Um, it, in my case, triggered migraines for me. Not entirely sure why. But that just goes to show that everybody's body is so different. And you guys just... Something that works for one person may not work for you or for another anyway. And that's something to consider when it comes to, oh, you know, when you're trying to conceive and, oh, this worked for so-and-so, it may not work for you. Which leads me to the next thing, which is we wanted to talk about tracking ovulation, which is important for fertility and trying to conceive. Um, everybody's ovulation schedule is different. Even somebody who has the same exact, like, cycle length may not ovulate on the same day. So like textbook, you have a 28-day cycle. First of all, I'm pretty textbook. And my cycles are sometimes 29, sometimes 27, sometimes 28. (laughs) So even textbook, it's never exactly the same. So something that you might want to consider doing when you're trying to conceive is, or even before you start trying to conceive, if you know you're going to start trying to conceive, Just get to know your body better. And there's a few ways you can track ovulation. Um, Some of them are a little TMI. (laughs) Which we will get into. (laughs) We have to absolutely talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And some of them are not. Um, I guess 
you you want to start with what you did to track ovulation? Well, I, I used the ovulation sticks. It's so easy to become very obsessed with it, but mm-hmm. and then that can kind of put a damper on the entire process. But I was so determined to find out what the hell was going on in my body. I say it so I'm blue in the face. I say it to all my friends who are trying to conceive, like get to know your body, buy your ovulation sticks. They have a freaking $10 kit on on Amazon mm-hmm. and listen to the Fertile Ground podcast by Spencer Broussard. That is to me, like I say it and meditate and meditate yeah, and meditate and pray and manifest. Those are the things that I tell yeah. everyone, but the, the ovulation sticks for me, a major, a major must. See, and then for me, on the other hand, this is what I love about us teaming up. I became so obsessed with ovulation sticks that that I feel like the stress of trying to figure out when I was ovulating was what um, made my trying to conceive for my first, that journey, a little bit longer than it could have been. Because I was so, I feel like I was stressed to the point that, I don't know, I always say my egg was like running for running for the hills <laughs> like you see me now like, you don't gotta go bye <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, it's like this one's crazy <laughs> this one's great not yet not yet <laughs> not yet but uh yeah. no I mean I I feel that I I wish I had had a friend who told me to meditate because it definitely would have helped it helps so much like yeah. I oh man it helped me so much to kind of get in the right headspace to receive whatever news. That's why I also recommend the podcast that I was listening to uh, by yeah. Spencer Brassard, The Fertile Ground, because I was ready to receive whatever news. And I was preparing for the best. I'm preparing for the worst. Right. So, but the ovulation sticks. That's yeah, great advice. Honestly. It, it, it's, it's very helpful. And, not, and you'd be surprised not a lot of people know that. Like, it's okay if you take a little bit longer and don't put pressure on yourself. So that's why sometimes I maybe for some people, the ovulation sticks, like for you, for instance, it just mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, it wasn't the move, but right. it's all about perspective. Right. So for me, I was like, okay, you're not going to obsess over this, but you are going to right. use them as a guide because you want to understand as a tool. Yeah, as a tool. They're a great tool. Yeah, they really, really are. And I, I love them personally, had a great experience with them. Um, in my particular scenario. Well, if anybody has an irregular cycle, it's very helpful because some people don't know if to expect their period, um, you know, in in 30 days or in 45. Right. That happens. And so it's nice to know when you're ovulating at any given point when you're trying to conceive and you have no other just consistent schedule to go by. Exactly. So we're going to jump right into the next topic which is basal body temp I don't necessarily know a lot about it I did try when we were Mm -hmm. uh, trying to conceive Layla yeah but I don't I don't have a lot of information I didn't really and I also don't remember so so I actually used basal body temping um to avoid pregnancy and then I used it to try to get pregnant so I had to learn it because when you're trying not to get pregnant, it's important to know when you're ovulating. Yeah, that's so crazy. That the, I mean, I have, I have the um, thermometer in yeah. my nightstand drawer still. Well, now <laughs> there's all these cool thermometers that like Bluetooth link to your phone and an app. 
that's what I had, but I still didn't get oh, it. <laughs> that's what I mine had, and I had no idea. Mine was not that cool before. Mine was like it would give you a number with two digits because so basal body temping is basically okay. I'm gonna explain this and try not to get too nerdy, but your basal body temperature is your temperature when you wake up and it's at its lowest point, but it checks it to the hundredth degree. Oop. Sorry, baby. So it's a it's a two decimal points instead of one. So ninety eight point six is your your textbook body temperature. This would say like 97.34 and so you track this temperature and there's all these reasons and things that you need like there's all these um specifications like you need to have been asleep for three hours so if you wake up in the middle of the night you need to check it because like let's say you wake up at five but you're actually supposed to be up for the day at seven you're not going to have enough time so it's very um stringent to do it exactly right and if you, for example, have alcohol the night before, your temperature will be higher than it normally is. But the theory is right before you ovulate, you have a dip in your temperature and then it peaks again and you are in your luteal phase, which is the second half of your um, cycle and you have ovulated. So I tried not to get nerdy, but I did. That was and... a great explanation, and you explained it a lot better than what Google did for me when I was trying to understand what the f. Of... And I keep saying basil, like as if it's a freaking herb. Basil is delicious. Basil, ba- what was it? The ba- ba- basil. Ah, no, I don't know. Basil. It's the ba- basal body temperature. Bas- yes, basil. Basal body basil. temperature. <laughs> so the next way to track ovulation there's two things both have to do with your cervix and the first one we'll just get just really gross is cervical (laughs) mucus so you can track your cervical mucus there's all kinds of details on this um you just if you google it don't don't click on images (laughs) just you've been warned scarred for life yeah but basically you can get to know your body pretty well by tracking your cervical mucus when you're fertile it will be very different from when you're not and i will let you guys check out the rest on that (laughs) (laughs) but you don't want to kind of just get into a little bit of like what it should feel like okay what it shouldn't feel like or kind of g no, no, we we can we can you know we can talk about it in in that's fine. I can talk about it. I can I can do the adult thing here. Um, <laughs> basically, when you're fertile, your cervical mucus is gonna be stretchy, and it's gonna be they say similar to egg whites. So that's what you're looking for in terms of fertile time. And the reason that that actually happens is so that your cervical mucus, when you're fertile, will help the sperm travel to where it needs to go. When you're not fertile, it's not helping anybody out. So that's that. Very interesting. <laughs> Very. I am like constantly blown away at how much information you have. It helps and the how, swimmers swim yeah. further. And how scary it is that I even had a child not knowing oh, any of this at all. Listen, I am like off the deep end in how much I research. It's not the average. The average person does not do this. So don't feel bad. but that's why the universe has brought us together you understand (laughs) that right (laughs) it's crazy oh my goodness i'm glad someone benefits from it because sometimes i drive myself nuts 
Sometimes I'm no, like, but why this am is I like so this? important. You're going to be helping so many people with all of this super, super important, helpful information. That is why we're doing this. (laughs) And that is exactly why we're here. That is exactly why the Motherhood Podcast exists and is now like leveling up. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's leveling up, but. It is. Girl, it's getting really gross. It's no, it's getting, it's getting real. It's getting real, real. Real, real. Yeah, that's true. True, true. So since we're already on the gross topic, the next thing you can do to track your cervical your ovulation is tracking your cervical position this involves like down and dirty so not everybody's comfortable with this um i know i wasn't especially not the first time i was trying to conceive but are we gonna get into detail on this too of what self-check on the cervix you want me to get into detail on that or uh i mean i think that why not i think it's 100 percent. no you're right insightful people who want to know and Yes. If, if you so don't I care think... to, you you know are invited not to, not to do this. But it is easiest to find your cervix when you are like right before your period, when you're not fertile, because your cervix will be lower. Uh, so what happens is when you're ovulating, your service your cervix gets higher into your body and it gets softer, and it feels like, because this is the question that I get, what does it feel like? It feels like the inside of a cheek, like your actual cheek. Soft. You like, there's nothing, like you can't, there's nothing. Nothing stands out. But right before your period, it feels like a Cheerio. Right around your period, right before it, you can find a Cheerio in there. They say it feels like the tip of your nose, like that kind of like, um, yeah, I guess that's right. I'm here touching my nose. Like, that's how like, Oh, gosh, it gets hard. It's harder, right? So it's- right, and then I'm the doing shape it too is like, right yeah. Now, by the way, touching <laughs> <laughs> your nose. So yeah, it's hard, like the tip of your nose, um, and it's the shape of a Cheerio, shape and size, probably. Yeah. Definitely, you want to keep it fun. You don't want to make it a chore, because then it's just not fun for anybody, and then you'll be stressed like Bianca and stress your eggs <laughs> into oblivion. Stress like Bianca needs to be a hashtag. <laughs> Don't be stressed like Bianca. Don't be stressed like Don't be hashtag stress like Bianca. <laughs> the two-week wait. Then it's waiting after oh, you I was have about done to the say, deed. Like, what then? Like when you make it a chore and then you have the two-week wait, like just keep it up. You never know. Because I got right. pregnant with Alessandro when I thought I had lost my window. So I actually either ovulated a little late or my app was wrong or my temping was wrong or all my sticks were wrong or something. You know, or just God is, God has a plan. And um, yeah, we're part of it. We just try to control it and we really can't. And so I got pregnant the day after I was supposed to be able to. So don't, don't give up hope. Don't think like, oh, it's a moot point now because you just never know. Well, that's what happened with me. Right. It was by happenstance. I was like, let me just pee on this stick right now. Even though and you weren't going to. Because I'm pretty sure. I wasn't because I thought that I had missed the window because based on how dark the lines had been in previous tests, I was right. like, okay, this seems to be where I plateau. Yeah. But let me tell you, I ran out of that bathroom. I used the happy face one so that I wouldn't have to like determine if it was dark enough or not. And I used the one that gives you the happy face and it stays in the happy face for like two days. Like, this is it. <laughs> Here's your chance. Right. So even that, you know, was 
it's not that it was wrong. It's just that it wasn't, you know, the timing wasn't for me. Like you were saying, you make plans and God just laughs. Yeah, exactly. So. We can control these things. Stay busy during the two-week mm-hmm. week. That's probably our yeah. best advice. Like, and find because a hobby. it's brutal. Yeah. 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 Find a Clean out the hobby. closet. Do something. Motherhood is, is, it's a time for growth. Yeah, it is. It's a time for growth and just preparing yourself, which speaking of preparing yourself, um, you will be doing a lot of that in this entire journey yes. from trying to conceive to the end result, which is an infant. Mm-hmm. So an infant. Um, but prepping, prepping your mind for yeah. just trying to conceive and fertility. I feel like meditation fixes so many things, keeps us centered and positive, grateful. So many things. And it just kind of, it kind of gives you a moment to reflect in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and just focus on the positive and feed yourself that positivity because just the, the same way that stress will affect your ability to try and conceive. I mean, yeah. positivity has the same effect. You just have to get there. Meditation may not be like blanking out completely and thinking of nothing. It might actually be at the end of your day, sitting down with your thoughts and trying to sort through them or just jumping in the shower and trying to clear your head of like any concerns and just being present. Um, So it might look different for everybody. It might be going for a walk by yourself. It doesn't necessarily have to be, a lot of people say like, oh, my mind won't shut off. Like you don't necessarily have to shut off your mind to get into a meditative state. Right. So like, important to note. So important. Yeah. Like sometimes I just go for a walk and I just, I'm like, what did I even think about or do on my walk? You know, it's, that's meditative. Just clearing your, your everyday troubles and concerns and stuff. For self-care in general, the more mm-hmm. that you do it and the more that you take time to do something like, like for me, it isn't necessarily like what people will consider to be like meditating. Right. I will sit outside and I'll just look at the trees sway. Right. It is a moment for me to just kind of like, chill out and I feel great I feel great when I do it yeah and you can like look at so. leaves moving with the wind or you can like watch the waves if you're on the ocean or like the ripple of the water if you're like looking at a lake you know just so many things that you can just focus on to just like defrag so we hope that you enjoyed yes. this episode And we'll be dropping a question box on our stories, hopefully once a week, asking you what you want to hear next. So definitely, if you're not following us at Motherhood Pod on Instagram, do do so right now. Good night. Alrighty, over and out. Good night.